You are listening to Jesus is Better, a podcast series presented by Church on Mill, where we discover in a momentary trial the eternal truth that Jesus is better. Hello, Church on Mill. Thanks for listening in on another Jesus is Better, the podcast. Today, we've got Pastor Todd. Hi, Todd. Good afternoon. Thank you, brother, for coming back on the podcast. This is your... Number two. Number... (laughs) (laughs) My second time. Okay, we might have to edit that out. Um, So, Todd, um, I don't know if everybody knows what you do for your day job. Would you take a minute and tell everybody? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, My day job, I have the pleasure of being a software developer. So I sit in front of a computer all day. Yes. And... uh, write things not maybe unlike you but what i write is gibberish. slightly <laughs> maybe gibberish to a some. lot of my stuff seems like gibberish <laughs> as well yes. yeah but uh for the past i guess it's been maybe seven years now i think i've had the pleasure to work at a company that does bible software yeah so the name of the company is faith life and okay. we make logos bible software awesome and yeah so past five years of that i guess i've been working on our mobile app. Mm. So I get really excited mm. about that, just knowing that we can equip the church in some way through the labors that my yep. team does and Absolutely. serve people. So, yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah, it's, you know, God in his kindness, mm. <laughs> right, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for the work that you do there to yeah. serve not only Church on Mill as an elder, but serve the Big C Universal Church exactly. through yes. that work. So I spend, <laughs> I don't know, um, you know, at, at least... 15 or 20 hours a week on the software. So it's just enormously beneficial. Yeah, well, we're glad to be able to bless people and bless the church. Awesome, that's awesome. Um, So today on the podcast, brother, we want to think together about uh, unity. Great. Unity is a a critical aspect of church life. And um, man, if there has ever been a time in which unity feels like it's threatened Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's right now. Yeah. So yeah. really excited to talk with you about it in particular. Yeah. Um, you are, um, if, if, if there's anybody outside of my immediate family, I'd love to sit under their praying at you. Well, thanks, brother. And uh, so much of unity comes down to a, a right understanding of God in prayer. Yeah. And so. Certainly. It's a lot about truth. Yeah. yeah. So grateful to talk with you about it. Yeah. Um, Maybe a question get us rolling. Uh, what is unity? Yeah. Well, thinking about that a little bit, um, perhaps one word that comes to mind uh, would be like-mindedness. Okay. Um, and I get that perhaps thinking of how we are exhorted in certain ways in Scripture to have one mind. Yeah. Um, and that like-mindedness plays out in having common beliefs and goals and uh, desires. Okay. Right? Yeah. Sure. So I think that would be, perhaps like-mindedness would be one good way to describe that. I don't know if you'd add to that. Um, I, that's uh, succinct. Yeah, it's succinct. <laughs> <laughs> and spot on. So um, I don't know if you cheated and used your software. To... I did not. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> it, again, I was thinking of the way Paul exhorts people. Sure. Uh, exhorts the church. Um, 
and even just thinking of John 17 in the way okay. we see uh, Christ talking about that union, that unity that he, had, that he has with the rest of the Trinity, yep. right? There's a like, there has to be a like-mindedness mm. there mm. Um, that, pre- I don't know if that's the basis of that unity, mm. but, you know, certainly would inform ours, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That junk is deep. <laughs> Jumping right in the... Let's go. Deep into the theological pool there. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, so, uh, I guess related to that would be um, then, in terms of um, in a church, mm-hmm. where does that where does that like mindedness that unity come from? Yeah, I think ultimately that like mindedness comes from um, truth about um, it, the gospel. Right? It's yeah. it's who God is, who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Christ come here to do? Mm-hmm. What uh, that unity that we have in Christ then informs, and is the basis for I think that unity that we have in church in, mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. um, has to be based on that. Right. Yeah. I think that's the foundation. And again, Paul in Ephesians four I think kind yep. of points that out as well. Yeah. Right? Yep. I've got that passage Great. pulled open yeah, actually. Let's go for it. Um, in Ephesians. Four uh, articulates verse four. There's one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's over all and through all and in all. And then that's in the context of articulating that we have unity uh, in Christ. How do you understand uh, verse three, Todd, uh, Pastor Todd, Hmm. in relationship to where it comes from and what we do with it. Right. Well, it seems, again, if we say that unity is something that uh, is rooted in Christ or in the gospel, or specifically in Christ, Mm -hmm. then it's something that was given to us, I think. Right. uh, Again, we see Paul talk a lot about union with Christ. Mm -hmm. I think that's another way of expressing a unity that we have vertically, mm. right? And then I think he's calling us, perhaps in verse three, right, is to maintain this unity with one another as right. well, right? right? Yeah. So we have one thing uh, with God. Okay. And then because we are all adopted uh, through Christ, mm-hmm. right? We are all have that, we all share a unity. Mm. But then, you know, Paul rightly understood that that unity can be threatened and mm. maybe fragile and right it is something that we need to be eager to maintain yeah um not that we lose something vertically okay right but that horizontal uh, relationally or you know within the church right. that's something that can be can be threatened okay yeah. that's a um, really helpful way to, to frame the conversation so um brothers and sisters it says in verse three that we're to to be eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace mm. Um, so unity then is not something we conjure up or create. Right. Um, it's not. It's not an, an organizational principle. Um, it's not even we have made a nice slick slogan as a church <laughs> right. and that creates unity. Right. You know, it's it's a gift, as you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it it must be maintained. Right. Um, so you you helpfully noted that that unity can be uh, threatened yeah um, what 
what kinds of things threaten it? Yeah, I think um, certainly there would be things about uh, what does Scripture say. Okay. Right? I mean, so there could be there could be doctrinal things. Yeah. Right. I think those those would fall in the category of things that uh, threaten unity sure. within the church. Um, perhaps even like, well, how then should we live, um, or how should we practice, mm. right? Um, what we believe about Scripture. So not just doctrinal things, but then what do we do with the doctrine, and how do we live that out? We could, we Christians can disagree on uh, how, what does church look like. Um, I think we would all understand what the mission of the church is, sure. but perhaps practically how we. Um, how we go about doing that mm -hmm. uh, day in and day out. Mm -hmm. We might emphasize different things. Mm -hmm. um, and then when there's, when people have different beliefs then, right, then um, the things that can threaten that is like, well, what am I elevating? Am I elevating my need to be right and mm -hmm. to do, uh, to go about something one way or uh, my interpretation or understanding of this doctrine or this passage of scripture is, um, I'm going to, be really tight-fisted about it, right? Um, I think those things then also uh, can threaten that unity as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so would you see unity and uniformity as different, distinct in some way? Um, yeah. How, how would you describe that? Yeah. I, I think fundamentally they are. Okay. Um, we could maybe talk about that. But like uniformity, again, uniformity means uniform right so there's some commonality there jumps deep again right yeah. right <laughs> but i don't think you, but uh uniformity doesn't need to necessarily mean sameness okay or unity and unity doesn't have to mean sameness right this is what i'm saying yeah um uh i think we can be caught in this trap to think that well unity somehow means that we must agree on everything every particular yep, exactly right um but Certainly, that's not the case. Uh -huh. I mean, we are. There are foundations to the unity. We are all um, fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. We are made in God's image. Those things are all the same, but we're all also. We have different backgrounds. We come from different places. We have um, different experiences. Uh, we've been formed just in different ways through upbringing, yep. upbringing, and everything. Yep. Um, so. Naturally, we're not all uniform. We're not all the same. Yeah. So, and and one is much more beautiful, perhaps, because mm. if we maintain, if we do as Paul commands mm. and urges us, if we maintain unity, yet we aren't uniform, mm. we're different. Mm. That seems much stronger and yeah. more. It's certainly harder, but then what a it's a more wonderful picture of certainly the way God created, yeah. intended right. yeah. uh, creation to be. Yeah. So w would you think it's accurate to say then that um, in, a, in a local church like Church on Mill, right. there's actually um, a greater adornment of the gospel if there's diversity. Amen. And yeah. in that diversity, though, there is unity in the most important things. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So like the kinds of things... Paul went on to say that we read a few minutes ago the, the, the essential doctrinal issues those are all the same mm -hmm. right but then he goes on right after that right that grace is given to each of you in different measure we're all gifted differently mm -hmm. we're all part of one body yeah but 
we, you know, some of us are hands and some of us are ears and some of us are feet, right? Yep. We're not all the same. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that makes me think of something we've talked about as, as elders in the past, um, that uh, would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, a very much on the introverted <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> right. So um, I'm the I'm the exact opposite. <clears throat> we are. There you go. <laughs> we are. Um, yes. You know, personality-wise, on very different ends of the spectrum. Right. Um, one is not more godly than the other. Uh, right. Meaning introvert extrovert. Right. You're probably more godly than I am. <laughs> but uh, we're not uniform in our personalities, right. and and yet. Um, at a most intimate level because we have both been rescued by Jesus out of sin right. and welcomed into a new family. And, and that, that family is chiefly lived out as the family of Church on Mill. Yeah. Then we, we have no need for uniformity, but we have unity in Christ yeah. and that diversity. Um, as, as I learn not to run you over, and you learn to speak up, <laughs> then we 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 yeah. both are magnifying the Lord, and that unity is actually adorning the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you think, Todd, that um, um, it's commonly understood that unity must be maintained, and that it's part of the commitment that we have to each other? Or, or does that seem to be a gap in people's understanding? Do you have any sense of that? Yeah, um, I do wonder if that's maybe not something that we commonly understand hmm. about our responsibility. Um, I would imagine that people value unity, right? I think yeah. we we want unity. Of course. I think, right, we, we crave that. I mean, we look at the world and how could we not, yeah. right? Um, but perhaps it's just we maybe we just disagree on what we what is needed to that we need to agree to in order to build that unity okay or uh you know we would draw those you know we might draw those lines differently or mm. um yeah mm. yeah it, it it i agree um and it it seems to me additionally that um at times we can wrongly assume that unity um, comes at the expense of beliefs. Right, yeah. When it's actually the opposite. Uh, that's very well put. It's, it's beliefs are, are what we use to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard you teach um, multiple times um, uh, uh, related to close-handed and, and open-handed. Right. Um, could you yeah. unpack that? Yeah, so... I'm not, that's obviously not new to me, right? There's, that's a common way of maybe perhaps thinking about doctrinal yeah. issues in yeah. particular, but what are the essential things that uh, we must hold to, yeah. must confess, versus what are things that uh, Christians, all Christians, Christ, good Christians in good conscience can just disagree mm -hmm. on or have different, uh, come to different conclusions mm -hmm. on. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So the close-handed is... So, you know... Certainly, things about uh, God's character, triune God, okay. um, what Christ's work accomplishes, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, things that we would usually maybe also categorize as the gospel, right? Okay. Those things would certainly fall in close-handed mm -hmm. issues, I think. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and the church has probably wrestled with those things over thousands of years. Sure. What what are close-handed issues and what aren't? Yeah. Um, but Christians throughout for thousands of years have also kind of confessed confessed a core mm-hmm. belief set of beliefs that would be mm-hmm. close-handed. So yes. Apostles' Creed, things yes. like that. Yes. I think we'd put all of those things in uh, in the close-handed right. Bucket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So clo- close-handed would be. Um, the the essential truths that we must believe in order to be saved, you right. know, what's Orthodox Christianity, Orthodox, yeah. um, and additionally, in terms of local church life, the things we need to agree on in order to function properly in a healthy way as right. a body, um, and so you know we've we've tried to articulate those things as a church in our membership statement of faith, right. and. Um, have a you know, massive amount of people who worked on that and now have confessed that together. And yeah. so we're part of a larger stream of Christianity that has been going back to the very days of the Bible um, right. as confessional Christians. Yeah. But the, the open handed there, there, there are more things in that than there are in the other and then close handed. Right. Yeah, for sure. So those would be things not that we, 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 we think don't matter. Exactly, uh, but or that we don't have opinions about right. individually, but that aren't we don't need uniformity in right. them. So yeah, things people commonly might come to different beliefs about would be either like you know creation things or end times things. Right, okay. you know people are going to uh, certainly have different opinions about what's going to ha- uh, interpret passages in Revelation, mm-hmm. Daniel, perhaps yeah. differently. Yeah. Right, what we can all agree about is that. Is that Christ is going to come back? Uh-huh, right? sure. That's the close-handed thing. Yeah. But there's open-handed understanding of what some of those texts right. actually mean and okay. how we might read that. Is do we read things literally okay. versus uh, more? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Symbolic. Symbolic. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. 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 Metaphorically. Yeah. Metaphorically. So, so like the like the millennium late in yeah. Revelation is that. Um, are we already living in the millennium? Yes. Um, or is that millennium a, a literal thousand years that's to come? Right. Uh, Christians, um, we, our view uh, as a body is that we don't, we don't have to interpret that text in the same way in order to live healthily as a local church. And to continue to be united. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's good. Um, so uh, if, if somebody wants to... Um, think more about that. Um, a great thing to do would just to be read over our membership statement of faith that we yeah. all affirm as right. as a church family. Yeah, yeah. and and that's designed to be a, um, a a tool to maintain unity. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, a, a very much related issue that that might be uh, a question somebody would have is well, uh, how do how do we figure out who decides what are hills to die on? <laughs> right. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah. Well, again, I think I said kind of earlier, like those those closed handed things are things that are going to change what the gospel is. OK. So I think we can't. We, those are hills that I think we have to be willing to die on. Mm-hmm. Um, those are core to what Christianity is. They're core to our belief. They're, uh, and again, those are orthodox things. Right. And you used that word earlier. Yeah. So um, I think those are hills to die on. Um, 
maybe those are the only things. Okay. I don't know what you would say mm -hmm. to that. Um, there are other things, again, the things that uh, turn into how we interpret things and we're going to practice church this way. Um, so things we believe about baptism or things we believe about church structure. Um, those, again, I think we need to have unity within mm -hmm. a local church, mm -hmm. right? Um, we might be convictionally more willing to die for those things uh, or to die on that hill for some of those things. Um, but I, again, I feel like there are people we would all re would respect and would think are confession confessional Christians, mm -hmm. right? Have right. Different opinions about right. those things. Yeah, and that's okay. So we wouldn't we wouldn't say that um, uh, historic Orthodox Presbyterians who dunk not dunk, but that right. would be bad. Who right. sprinkle <laughs> babies um, are not Christians. Right. Um, but we'd also say. Yeah, we're not going to be able to be right. members of the same church. Yes. But there's lots of things we can do together. Exactly. Yeah. But that, and it doesn't mean that, and you said this earlier, I would just say it again, right? That doesn't mean we shouldn't have convictions about those things. Right. And uh, be uh, perhaps even apathetic about those issues. Those issues are important mm -hmm. and have, we believe, are, are really important. Mm -hmm. But uh, so again, it's not that we don't have opinions or don't have convictions. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. and have strongly held convictions, perhaps. Yeah, um, but that doesn't mean we we can agree to, you know, how do we then uh, charitably agree to disagree? Yes, right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's a it's a it seems like a rather easy topic until you really jump in there and, right. and try to you know parse out each um, issue. Uh, yeah. So there's, um, I'm, I'm grateful for the work um, Church on Mill has done the last several years um, in this regard to, yeah. uh, as the members have really thought carefully about this and, and tried to work out some conclusions. And um, hopefully, by God's grace, we'll always have the posture of humility that we presently have, that we so enjoy as a church. Um, you, you, it, it would be a misnomer to say, um, well, I can give up some of the things that Christians have always understood as hills to die on mm -hmm. in order to maintain unity. Um, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't give up the gospel and keep unity right. in the gospel. Right. Um, so in the long run, uh, taking biblical stands on, on, on the big major issues is uh, not at all antithetical to the compassion of Jesus. It, it is very much yeah. living in light of the unity you talked about in the beginning. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, you know, we are recipients of countless generations uh -huh. that have yeah. done just that. Well and said. it's part of how we then uh, maintain and preserve the gospel uh -huh. to subsequent generations. Amen. It's by holding fast to Amen. truth yeah. and something that we believe and something yeah. that we are convicted about and hold dear yep. and, and, yeah. and believe convictionally that is the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so practically speaking, um, what, are, what are ways, brothers and sisters listening to this, can um, work out uh, being eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace if it's, if it's not something that's you know, been on the forefront of their minds, which is, would certainly be understandable, especially right now. Yeah, uh, as society is is literally being ripped apart. I mean, it is 
we are we are bifurcating in really destructive ways. Yeah. Um, so, how, how would we, um, as a a family, a local family, um, try to work this out in everyday life? Yeah. Um, I wonder sometimes. You know, some of that would be we ought to consider what sorts of um, information we're taking in, what what okay. sorts of right venues, okay. and uh, we can sometimes, maybe I'm thinking a little bit just broader, but like we, we can be um, little isolated people in our little echo chambers mm. and not ever um, get outside of our little comfort zone mm. and listen and hear people that you might disagree with. Mm. So I, I feel like one thing, one thing we should do is have this posture of humility, yeah. um, be willing to somehow, sometimes listen first before even speaking. Um, uh, sometimes that means listening to people that we're not mm -hmm. in agreement with. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably thinking more about like contemporary culture and like okay. how we deal with XYZ issue of the day, whether okay. it's kids going back to school or okay. whatever, right? You know? Yeah. Um, but I think that posture um, opens us up to also then being a little bit more charitable mm. around open-handed issues, mm. Mm. right? Again, um, being able to being willing um, to listen, mm -hmm. being uh, giving people, I think, that benefit of trust. Mm -hmm. And we are all, again, uh, adopted children. Mm. Uh, therefore, you know, I need to um, perhaps consider you more important than myself, mm. right? And uh, be willing. I'm glad you finally realized this. <laughs> <laughs> It took this moment to, for that realization to come. Yeah, but, be willing to. I don't know where I was. <laughs> yeah, that just totally derailed you. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, but again, I, I think listening, uh, having humility, having charity towards yeah. people that, uh, and then so you know, also just uh, thanking God for that mm. diversity that yeah. is within the body and is a wonderful testament testament to the gospel. Mm. Um, Boy, we should give thanks for that. Yeah. Um, and perhaps that thankfulness would overflow again in charity and love for one another. And um, when we realize how good and precious something is that we have, um, perhaps we would uh, be willing then to work for it mm -hmm. and fight for it yep. and maintain it. Yep, absolutely. Right? So unity is um, more like... Uh, China wear than it is Tupperware. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, it's 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 delicate. Yeah. Um, it's fragile. Yeah. It's beautiful, mm -hmm. but you 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 can't just flippantly toss it around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and maybe that's um, exactly how we as human beings who are fallen yet redeemed and are waiting for our king to return uh, need it in, in order that we would um, have a goal set before us <laughs> and it require our diligent care. Yeah. Um, if, uh, if you had anything else to provoke <laughs> us to think about in relationship yeah. to unity, what would it be? Um, well, I wonder if it... Maybe this is a question we could just, maybe this is a tangent. I don't know. Okay. But 
how, how is it that you think that, how do we get to places where um, convicted Christians can, who hold a high value on scripture, mm-hmm. come to different opinions about the same thing? We can read the same texts, yet we come to different convictions. Mm-hmm. How is it, how do you think that happens? How does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, not, uh, we, we would, uh, as every historic Orthodox Christian should, mm-hmm. we would articulate that the, the scriptures are clear, right. um, that uh, aided by the Holy Spirit, um, reading thoughtfully, carefully, prayerfully, the text has meaning, mm-hmm. and the meaning comes not from within us, but it's objective, right. it's outside of us. Yeah. And that with 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 study and time and the Spirit's help, we can reach good, sound, correct conclusions. And and yet, additionally, we would also say, not not every issue is clear in the exact same way. Mm. That um, we see some things rather dimly now, um, and and Christ comes, we'll see him face right. to face and all things will be right. clear. So some of it comes from, um, there are some tough passages yeah. that it, 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 faithful, wise, godly people may reach different conclusions and the Lord in his sovereignty chose to write it that way. Yeah. So I, it's not that um, a passage will, could could legitimately mean two different things. It's that we're not sure which one it is. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, uh, now, you know, on a, if we were going to weight the amount of texts that are that way compared to those that are abundantly clear, sure. it is very, very small. Sure. But there are some. Yeah. Well, it seems interesting. And I was probably reading something about this rec- recently, thinking about like the church before the Reformation, right, uh-huh. required that there were to understand something required a certain mm. kind of category of person, right? right? That's why we had a, a priestly class yep. or whatever. And the whole point of the Reformation was, no, ordinary Christian yep. ought to be able to read and understand, yep. like you said, the, the clarity of, of the gospel, of, of the word. Um, but here we are 500 years later. Now there's a, so many abundant, mm. there's so many people that, can, that are interpreting scripture, mm-hmm. right? And it seems like perhaps... I don't know if we feel like we continue to have more and more disunity between hmm. parts of the church, right? You know, different, you know, used to be there was one church. Yeah. Now, now, how many denominations are there? Yeah. You know, things like that. So, yeah. Well, uh, uh, a lot of that is connected to we've we've become untethered to objective mm-hmm. truth. That's for sure. And we've fallen into the decay of um, subjectivity yep. and... Um, personal preference yeah so uh, the, the 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 Bible's far 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 clearer than um, some would give it credit for but that's that's a factor um, I also think on a purely pragmatic level um, if if we move beyond uh, uh, okay the differences aren't really we're interpreting the text different but rather um, we're wired different ways yeah, and right. um, I, I don't, hmm. I, I'm very, very comfortable with the fact that God would raise up different kinds of churches in the same city to reach different kinds of people. Hmm. And 
um, some will be reached by folks that won't fit with us and uh, we may be the same for others mm -hmm. and that's totally fine mm -hmm. um, we, we don't we don't have to um, all have the exact same philosophy of ministry and um, order the non-essentials in the exact same level of priority one two three four five right so that's probably a lot of it too yeah what sorts of ways then i mean so we've talked about like unity seems to be something that um there's a th there's unity in the capital b body of christ mm -hmm. right um and then when we start drilling down local church there's we're united around more things right um ways to do you know quality uh -huh. things like those sure. right so we um, some of those things that are uh, open-handed, right, become a little bit more closed-handed. Yeah. When you get that they local, to. they they have to. Yep. Uh, I agree. How then, though? I mean, what are good ways for um, to kind of build up and maintain unity across those, um, you know, Presbyterians mm -hmm. and sure. Baptists and whatever. Yep. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? That's an, an important and insightful question. Um, Maybe we ought to just remind ourselves um, often that um, a, a, a brother or sister in the faith that we know that's part of another church, um, another Christian denomination, um, is first um, hmm. a brother or right. sister. Yeah. Um, and we will enjoy the same heaven and yeah. the new heavens and new <laughs> earth. We will be in the, that's it, not going to be a uh, Anglican section in a right. Presbyterian denomination right. um, subdivision for right. Baptists. You know, yeah. that's not going to work like that. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll see all things clearly then. Yeah. And so in the meantime, uh, on a, um, we're, we're in the same family regard, just reminding ourselves of that and interacting with people such that um, in everything we can, possibly work on together, pray for one another about, be a blessing to each other, we right. want to. Right. Um, without abdicating those convictions um, that make us distinctive, distinctive in who yeah. we are. Right. Yeah. We can continue to be edified yeah. by yeah. people that might hold different yeah. particulars. So yeah. don't don't feel um, yeah. uh, it unwise to, to read good material from people outside your tribe. Right. Um, as long as it's uh, understood and read in a, in a critical way. Critical, not meaning critical in spirit, but um, cautious, yeah. uh, wise way. Then, yeah. yeah, there's just so many podcasts you can listen to, books you can read, friends you can develop uh, outside of the local church that you can learn from and um, may end up helping you strengthen your own convictions. <laughs> but, but just having an, a disposition of graciousness uh, is so important. And you embody that so well oh. really appreciate that uh, about you um, so unity is um, a gift Amen. and uh, it's precious it's fragile um, it requires all of us to work together for it right. um, maybe in closing um, what role do you see um, the uh, not the not a church's doctrinal statement. So it's it's in our case we've called it our membership statement of faith. Yeah. But it's um, it's behavior. What it calls for in terms of um, 
how we'll live. Mm -hmm. So in our case, we've called that our membership statement of fellowship. Um, what, what, in what way can that help us maintain what God's given us? Yeah, I get, so one thing is like, if, if again, unity is based on something that's true, right? That's part of it. Um, perhaps what does that uh, statement of fellowship does is uh, we realize and commit to one another that we are going to be about the work of maintaining mm -hmm. that unity, okay. right? So we're affirming that the unity is important um, and that we're pledging to one another yes. to preserve that. Okay. Um, so again, that uh, maybe you have some thoughts on how that practically might look, but um, again, I think going back to those notions of deference and things like that, you know, we are committing to one another that I'm not going to, uh, my views on Revelation 20 are not going to be, in, mm. you know, <laughs> I'm not going to um, uh, compel those mm. on my fellow brother and sister, okay. right? Yeah. Um, so that's one perhaps way I was thinking. But yeah. What, how about you? Um, your thoughts? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, historically, uh, lots of churches have chosen to call those church covenants. Right. And it, it was clearer historically that they weren't saying, um, we have the old covenant, the new covenant, and now a new new covenant, right. and we're somehow binding your conscience and right. creating new law. Right. That was much clearer today than in y yesterday, historically, than it is today. And so that's why we've chosen not to use that terminology. Yeah. But um, it it is a very common way the the vast majority of believers throughout the last 2,000 years have um, have articulated uh, like a wedding um, here's what I'm committing to do in this particular church yeah. so I made particular commitments to Jill um, and we make particular commitments to to each other and yeah. those are not anything additional to what the Bible says but rather just uh, like a funnel pressing the one another's into a clear um, articulation that we would be invited to really live them out and uh, so you, um, we, would, we would hope those would not be things that someone would just read when they join, uh, but would be regularly uh, returned to, rehearsed, um, and uh, functionally, uh, they would be part of the glue yeah. of what the Lord uses to uh, help us remember that it is our responsibility yeah. to maintain what we've been given in Christ. Yeah, and perhaps too that reminds me of just that uh, again, we're united to Christ, but we're united to one another. Right. And God's gifted us, right? We we need one another. Mm -hmm. right? Unity isn't something that happens in a tribe of one, mm -hmm. right? Um, it requires one another. Mm -hmm. It requires us using our gifts and committing to use those gifts mm -hmm. in service to one another mm -hmm. um, and pledging that, yeah. committing that. Yeah. And, and that's such an um, integral part of what the Lord uses to um, grow us up in the faith, um, enable us to serve each other well, and um, is such a source of joy um, as we live out this life of faith together. Yeah. Um, thanks, Todd. Yeah, my pleasure. Wonderful conversation. Yeah. Um, we love you, church, and we're just so thankful for the really precious and sweet 
unity that we share uh, in Christ. And in many ways, uh, you are so good at this. And it's a gift of God that we get to pastor people like you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jesus is Better. For more info, visit us at www.churchonmill.org. That's churchonmill.org.